0: Thanks for being here, and and I don't want to tell you it's a surprise that I'm here, because my sophomore year of college was rough. It was the hardest year of my life, why? there, There was lots of reasons, but the biggest reason was is that it was the time of my life where I was the farthest away from God. He never left me. But I sure did not want to have to do anything with him. You see, I was big stuff. At least in my own head, I was big stuff. I was a sophomore. I was living with upperclassmen. I was playing college soccer. I had lots of friends. And I just really thought a lot about me. The things of this world, they were amazing. They enticed me. And they entrapped me. Time after time, the darkness sucked me in. And it never seemed to want to let me go. So stuck in the darkness, it got to the point in my life that that light seemed so far away from me. I I knew that Jesus loved me. I I knew that Jesus forgave me and he died for me. I was taught that. My parents brought me to church. They brought me to Sunday school. They brought me to confirmation. And I believed it. But at that time, I didn't know it. I, I believe it, but I, I, I didn't know it. I, I really started to think, how? How can Jesus love someone like me? Now, the first part of that school year, 1999, sophomore year, no problem. But after the soccer season ended, when I had more time on my hands... Satan really stepped it up. He stepped up his game, and he attacked. But you know Satan, right? He's a liar. He, he really is. But he did a good job at making me question everything. He was working to get me to believe that there was no way, there was no way that Jesus could love me. There was no way that Jesus could forgive me, so I might as well give up and just keep focusing in on me, myself, and and I, because I could fix it. I could take care of what was wrong with me, but I couldn't. So I sunk deeper into this darkness into this pit of despair. The semester ended and I went home over Christmas break. And you know what I did? I went through the motions. I went through the motions of going to church with my family. But it didn't mean much. The darkness covered up the light I I once knew. And I began to question more and more my faith. I wondered, did Jesus really die for me? And that thought stuck. Just pushed deeper into my heart and my mind. And after surviving Y2K, I made it back for that <laughs> spring semester of my sophomore year. And it was about mid-February, and was a Saturday afternoon, and I was trying to do homework, and there was a knock at my door. I opened it, and my, my friend walked in. She looked at me, and she said that, that her and some people were going to go to Jehovah tomorrow for the late service. I said, cool. Thanks, but no Thanks. She didn't say much, but she said that she would be praying for me. Early the next week, she she checked in on me. You see, she knew me well. Her dad had been my pastor. We had been friends since second grade. So she could tell, she could see that something wasn't right. She could see it, she knew that I was struggling. She knew that I was questioning. A couple weeks passed, and things were still the same. My friend would check in on me and remind me that she was praying. She would take the time to chat if I wanted to. She never pushed anything. She would always listen. She would always remind me of who I was of where my identity came from. But I still didn't want to leave. She invited me again to join her at Jehovah. Again, I said, no thanks. Again, she said she would keep praying for me. Finally, another Saturday afternoon, another knock on the door, she said, hey, I'm going to go to Jehovah tomorrow. I want you to come with me. Afterwards, I will take you to Embers. <laughs> this time, I went. I went, and it was exactly what I needed. It was that exactly what I was missing. You see... I was missing the Gospel. I was missing out on how God saw me. I was missing out on what He had rescued me from. I was missing out on who He was because I was so concerned with who I was. My friend knew what I needed to hear, so she prayed. She believed. And that Sunday of my sophomore year, the Holy Spirit worked. I heard once again that Jesus died for me, but I heard it personally, not just for me, like collective me, but I heard that Jesus Christ died for me, and I believed it. I was reminded that my identity did not rest in what I did or who I thought I was, or who others thought I was to be. I remembered that my identity is in Christ. Like so many, I drank the Kool-Aid. I believed what the world was saying. I believed that my worth was in me and what I was doing or not doing. My friend, though, by the grace of God, she knew, by faith in Jesus, she knew what the Holy Spirit could do and would do in me. My loving and persistent friend prayed and knew exactly that I needed Jesus to hear of his love for me, to be told that forgiveness is mine from him. But before finally being willing to hear those amazing things, not only did my friend pray, she showed me Jesus. She didn't push him down me. She showed me Jesus. And those two things together made all the difference in the world. Friends, you guys know this life is hard. It is filled with Darkness. Darkness that extends to all ages, to all homes. No one can avoid it. It's so easy today to drink the Kool-Aid and believe that there is no hope. The world wants you and I to believe that they have all the answers. That they know what is best. They want you to think, and so they tell you over and over and over again that you can handle it yourself. And I can tell you this, Satan loves what is going on. He absolutely loves it. He wants you to believe like I did. So what do we need to do? We need to be in prayer. Yes? Yes. We, we, We need to be in prayer for our kids, our grandkids, our nieces, our nephews. We need to be praying for students. On campuses near and far, from the elementary school all the way to the grad school, everyone is susceptible to trust in themselves, to believe that they can truly do it on their own. every one of us is susceptible to getting stuck in the darkness and believing the lies of the world that there is no hope for them so we need to be praying that someone a friend an RA a teacher a classmate that someone around these people that we know is willing to listen to care To share the love of Jesus. Because Satan is a liar and he wants us all to think that there is no hope. But we know what God knows. We know that God wants all of them. He wants all of them just like us to know the truth. And what is truth, right? In our world today, what is truth? Truth is God's gift given to us. Truth is God's gift of his son. That's the truth. And that's the only truth in a world filled with lies. That's the light that breaks through the darkness. And it truly is for everyone. Look at Galatians chapter 3. When you look at what Paul wrote here, Galatians chapter 3, you see that this gift, this truth is truly for all people. It's not based on anything that anyone does or doesn't do. It's not based on who you are or who you think you are to be. It's not based on a job or anything like that. Look what Paul writes here, beginning in chapter 3, verse 26. He says this, for in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized in the Christ have put on Christ. So let's just get a few words in and stop. In Christ Jesus, not in you, not in me, not in any pastor. Not in the government. Not in society. Not in what others think. Not in your past. Not in your present. No, it says here that in Christ Jesus, you are sons and daughters of God. In Christ Jesus, You are sons and daughters of God. How? By faith. By faith in Christ Jesus, you are justified. You are identified as not guilty before God. By faith created by the Holy Spirit in you. You, my friends, are sons and daughters of the King. And those who have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So through this holy baptism, God incorporates believers into union with Christ, right? Matthew 28, 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations doing what? Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So through holy baptism, God incorporates believers into union with Christ. This righteousness of Christ becomes yours. It becomes mine. It becomes ours. That is Jesus' holy status is given to you. His holy status is given to you, credited to your account through his death and resurrection. Why? So that you may live. And that you here is in all-y'all you." He continues in verse 28, what he says, "There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus." Do you see those words of truth from God? You know what these words of truth from God say? They say that ethnic, social, and sexual identities do not determine one's standing before God. All who believe. All who believe and are baptized, all you all are one in Christ Jesus. All you all are part of the body of Christ. So yes, this means exactly what it says, that all of us who believe, we are one in Christ Jesus. And so verse 29 continues on, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So through God... Through Christ, God fulfills this promise that He gave to Abraham. Promise that is ours. From God, through Christ, right to you and me. Friends, these words pack so much truth. These words wield a powerful and awesome message. A message that my friend, Melissa, prayed that I would believe again. A message that we are praying for strength to share with others. A a message that we are here to carry forth into the neighborhoods of work, of school, of home, of skating rink of ice rinks, of basketball courts, lacrosse fields, football fields, wherever it may be. A message that we together as brothers and sisters in Christ can join in sharing. And yeah, we're not going to change any hearts. We're not. The Holy Spirit's going to take care of that. But you know what? As the Holy Spirit does that, we will be there as hearts are changed. Like my friend Melissa. She was there as my heart was changed. We will be there when people remember by faith what Jesus has done for them. We will be there when people by faith come to this saving faith in Jesus as they learn for the very first time that Jesus Christ died for them. And that he is the savior of the world. And you know what? We may even be there then as these same people are brought to the waters of holy baptism. For friends, those people around us, those people across the campuses worldwide, those people in our neighborhoods and our areas, these are all people who are children of God. They need to hear the truth. They need to know, too, that they are loved. And this means, yes, first off, we pray for them. We pray for them. And part of that prayer was we could pray that God sends someone to them. They're Melissa. We pray that God sends us to go to them. Yes, this means even those who don't look like us or think like us or act like us or who don't even like us. For this gift of faith is for all. Hear these words. Let them speak to you as you need day. Let them settle your heart. Let them work in you. For no matter who you are, no matter where you have come from, no matter what you have been through, you're welcome here. You're welcome at the foot of the cross. You are welcome in the Savior's grasp, for he has redeemed you and he has given you the promises of all promises. You are heirs of his never-ending love. Would you please stand and join me? (laughs) Father, we pray to you. Lord, we thank you. Thank you for making me an heir of your kingdom. As students, faculty, and staff walk onto campuses near and far this week, Let those who have put on Christ carry the message of the gospel to those who have forgotten or to those who do not know your love in Jesus. Let their words and actions proclaim that no one, absolutely no one, is excluded from the love that held your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to the cross. As they go forth in your resurrection power, may they trust that you are taking care of them and have a purpose for their life. And may we too remember that as well as we walk in the path that you have for us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.